I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback Eric Kramer, and myself delve into your fantasy football choices, hopefully help you out on your way to victory. We did okay this week. You can find out more, by the way, by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel to watch the video portion of it. Okay, recapping how we did. Lamar Jackson. Continues to roll, 107 yards rushing and a touchdown, four touchdowns passing. He's on par to have the greatest year ever for a quarterback. Uh, Eric, like Trevor Lawrence, and three touchdowns and no picks was solid. Same with Jalen Hurts, who you really like, three touchdowns and no picks. We both fell flat on Flacco and Wentz. Uh, Wow, after a couple of good weeks, these guys just couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, Wentz was under two fantasy points. That's unbelievable. Uh, you like Khalil Herbert. You mentioned him last week, 157 yards, two touchdowns. I like Jamal Williams in Detroit, 87 yards, two touchdowns. I like Jeff Wilson. He got 75 and three catches. You like Chris Olav and his nine catches. We've got 147, and no one saw Devonta Smith on his 169 or Mac Hollins in his 158. I like Khalil Herbert because I like anybody who runs behind the Bears' offensive line right now. It could be me or you, in fact, gaining 100 yards. Uh, they just block, period, and they're fun to watch. Uh, the receivers are incredible blockers downfield. Uh, the guy uh, you mentioned, uh, well, I don't know if you, you did, but Damian Pierce, the running back for the Texans, mm-hmm. that guy is legit, and they have a good enough offensive line to keep him going, too. Um, you know, you've always liked Pittman uh, right. versus the, the guy for the Colts, who's, again, I like him as well. Jared Goff, I think, moving forward is a guy that you could start now. Um, I don't think there's been a time with him as a Lion where he's looked this comfortable, even as a Ram. And yeah. uh, I think he's legit now, which means all the people he's throwing to, including Jamal Williams, who he's handing off to, all become players. And then you mentioned Lamar Jackson. I mean, this guy is rewriting everything. And we're so young in the season. It's like MVP season two, number two which uh, is kind of exciting for anybody who owns uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, and I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> in addition to Mark Andrews there in, um, in Baltimore, uh, Rashad Bateman has come alive. And I think is a legitimate replacement now for Hollywood Brown and is someone I would consider starting as well. And I think the guy that's really going to start going off here now that Joe Burrow has apparently found himself is Jamar Chase. And it's only a matter of time. He, he had a touchdown this past week, and I think as things go along here, he's a guy that's going to get back in a lot of people's starting lineups. You're know, talking about two guys going in opposite directions who were the one and two pick, the guys who were expected to be one and two picks when they came up, Goff and Wentz. Remember? I mean, it was like these two guys, and Goff did get to a Super Bowl, Wentz did get to a Super Bowl, but at the same time, these guys, it's like they're, they're for, forgotten guys, but like you said, Goff is going on the right way. Wentz is, I don't know, what's I, I can never figure this guy out. Injuries. Well, it's like he oh. had a, he had a good, yeah, a very good season there in Philadelphia, right up until he got hurt, and since then he hasn't been the same guy. And I can't no. quite figure it out, other than the fundamentals of what he's doing have kind of gone in all different directions. Yeah. Now, injuries. Uh, Mac Jones, we just got for sure today. Mac Jones, severe high ankle sprain. That makes Brian Hoyer a commodity this week on the waiver wire. Jones is going to be out probably, probably several weeks. DeAndre Swift should injury uh, 
he's he's got some issues there. He's got uh, not as big an injury, but um, that'll make Williams a hot pick this week, uh, who's been doing really really well uh, as a touchdown vulture. And then this year, when he, uh, this last week when he got in full time, he just took off. Mac Jones again out. Uh, Hoyer, the man there. Uh, Giants. Uh, Sterling Shepard had a good night, and then tore his ACL out for the season. So that means any backup wide receiver with the Giants would be a good pickup. I like Kadarius Tony here. Well, Kenny Galladay may get a resurgence. They were talking about trading him because he's got a big contract and everything. But, you know, he, uh, he has had lack of production, but he may, may come back. So keep an eye on him. And keep an eye on Schultz and Dallas, who did not play, and he remains questionable. Well, I, I just, you know, to me, the Giants looked <laughs> – I made this comment last night watching the game. Nothing – ever looks easy for Daniel Jones. Like the game could not look more hard. And that's with or without a pass rush. Uh, and so I think the only the only guy to me moving forward for the Giants right now, as long as Daniel Jones playing quarterback, is um, Saquon Barkley. Because mm-hmm. I think he can overcome a lot. And that is overcoming a lot. Um, because they don't have really uh, many weapons in uh, with the Giants, unfortunately. Oh. Let's get right to the game. Start with Thursday night. Dolphins, Bengals look for both teams to rebound. Is Tua for real and is Burrow on a mission? Both could be true. After a three touchdown, no pick day, Burrow is solid here, but keep an eye on Mixon as he's questionable. If he can't go, don't go overboard on Samaji P. Ryan and only as a possible flex. I'm not liking Tua this week, but I am good with Jalen Waddle. If I don't like Tua, I can't like Tyreek Hill. Well, as is going to be the case every week, Josh Allen put up huge numbers last week against the Dolphins, and that's why I think uh, Joe Burrow and company are going to do the same this week against Miami. Uh, as I mentioned before, Jamar Chase, and I think T. Higgins is now going to get back on, on par with what he's been in the past. And I think Tua uh, basically came crashing down to earth where at least I and probably a lot of other people think he belongs. Um, uh, and that therefore i don't see really a dolphins player consistently week to week stepping up and so that's why i I probably wouldn't play one this week let's go to sunday viking saints cook is questionable let's keep an eye on him and if he can't go madison is a solid pick as are jefferson and thielen osborne will see some action on the waiver wire this week as well so with smith and thomas questionable along with landry i'd go heavy on olav again and winston as a tandem Taysom hill is out this week And I like where Kirk Cousins game is going and has been now for a while. Uh, And that means I love uh, Jefferson and Thielen and would have loved um, Cook had he not gotten hurt. Um, As you said, Madison's a possibility there too. Uh, But I think Winston, Jameis Winston, I thought would come along further than he has to this point. And therefore, since he hasn't, uh, I'd love to say play Chris Olave because I think he's going to be an outstanding player and is. It's just going to be, until Winston gets consistent, it's going to be hard for anybody on the Saints roster to be consistent, much less a lobby who is a good young player, great young player, but it's going to be hard for him. Browns Falcons, Chubb, Hunt, and, uh, and the Joku. The Joku came from out of nowhere last week and was really key in some key spots. They're all my picks this week. So while I am uh, a go for Pitts and Patterson in Atlanta, now, uh, well, I think uh, the Browns are being kept alive right now by Jacoby Brissett. And that's why Chubb is going off is the way he is and the offensive line's playing well. But I think it also makes Amari Cooper a viable possibility. And, uh, and again, I just, there's really nobody in Atlanta 
And I think this really comes down to Marcus Mariota. It's just way over his head right now. And it, and it appears that way. And because of that, people like Pitts aren't getting the kind of numbers that you would think other than Cordell or Daryl Patterson, a running back, because he's so physically impressive and, and capable in not only running the ball, but receiving, um, he would be the guy I'd start in Atlanta. What goes, through, what goes through a guy like Brissett's head at this point? He knows he's a backup and he's playing because he's a backup, but he's only playing probably for uh, up until the 11th week. I mean, where, does that mess with the guy's head or, or is it a professional thing? It says, okay, I'm doing this. Here I am. Ten weeks from now, I'm not going to be playing. If it was me, it would work this way. Uh, I'm playing for all other 31 teams right now. And I'm playing to get us into the playoffs as a Brown and be part of a, what, what could be a very good season for them. And then be always be on the right side of things. And I think that's what Jacoby Brissett's thinking right now. He's a professional. He wants to play and uphold his end of the bargain. And in doing so, the Browns will be legit this year. They'll have a real chance of going to the playoffs. Oh, well, Bill's Ravens. Ravens, start them if you got them, obviously. Bill's pretty much the same. I mean, these are two teams that are just about the elite of the NFL at the moment. This is going to have the look of everyone's Thanksgiving Day, <coughs> Thanksgiving yeah. Day neighborhood touch football game, you know, but with all the offensive fireworks of the July 4th game. And uh, I think, you know, everybody who pays attention to the NFL, this is the game everyone's waiting for this week. Commanders, Cowboys. You know, that's a situation. This is kind of a it's it's an old doesn't, have, doesn't quite East have game. the Redskins Cowboys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's that old NFC East game that used to be every week was like, all right, we're gonna get down and dirty, and then and this is like, okay, who are these guys? Carson Wentz, as I mentioned earlier, had minus fantasy points this last week. I can't see that happening again. But then again, maybe it will. Against the Cowboys, I'm not sure. I'm still not sold on anyone above Gibson, McLaren, and Curtis Samuel. Now, Tony Pollard and uh, Ezekiel Elliott have turned in. They're, they're about sharing um, carries about the same as Chubb and Hunt. And they're both doing pretty well. I mean, they both had you know good fantasy points for running backs these days. So, And CeeDee Lamb, you know, it's like, you know, he's there, man. And Cooper Rush... I'm actually looking to pick up Cooper Rush this week because of my situation in my league because I'm stuck on quarterbacks, but we'll have to wait. There you go. There you go. Cooper Rush has been the talk of the town, hasn't he, these yep. last couple of weeks? And and he stepped in and, and done exactly what I think everybody in the Cowboys organization thought he was going to do. And and I think what he thought he was going to do. And I think that really is what makes a guy like Stevie Lamb the most grateful player on their team. Um, and I think defensively, though, as you mentioned, Carson Wentz not having a back-to-back poor game. I don't know about that because that's a hell of a defensive front they've got. Yeah, that's a, it's an explosive one too. Um, so I think that's a very real possibility for the Commanders and Carson Wentz that they could have another miserable game. Um, and so I really think the only guy on that team worth playing is McLaurin. He's a consistent professional, gets open, makes tough catches, uh, is a red zone threat, and he's kind of the only guy i could put in that category on their entire team offensively yeah guy rises above how bad his quarterback is <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes you gotta do that you know <laughs> seahawks lions tough loss for the lions but jamal williams looks good as an rb1 this week over swift hawkinson st brown and josh reynolds all have found homes here 
Seahawks, I'm good with Lockett and Geno Smith, but I'm about ready to get off the Metcalf train. Now, he did have at least 12 targets last week. That was good. He had 12 targets. He only caught five of them for 64 yards and a touch. That ain't cutting it for a guy I'm spending a lot of money on right now. But, you know, you may want to take him another week. I said last week, take him another week. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm, I'm, I'm barely on the train right now. Yeah, I I know you because you have them, and I don't, and I, <laughs> I, I can say this, but I, I think he's a guy that because Russell Wilson's no longer there, uh, I just don't see um, – I do not see his development and chemistry building with Geno Smith. Yeah. Um, and as, a, as the Lions go, um, defensively, they're not bad either. In fact, very good. Uh, and so that's why I probably wouldn't play into the Seahawks. The Lions, on the other hand, because of what we talked about with Jared Goff, I think they're so well coached on both sides of the balls, including special teams, that I think guys like St. Brown and Reynolds and Hawkinson, though, is the one I would say, eh, for some reason, he just hasn't gotten on track this week or this year. And um, again, he's one of those guys that's surely talented enough, and you'd hate to not play him on the week he goes off, but I think I would sit him this week. Chargers, Texans. Herbert may be a sit this week, but he's tough. Injured, still got 297. You got to keep an eye on him uh, because of the uh, the injury that he's been fighting with. Otherwise, Palmer's a real fine. And, of course, Eckler. And Damian Pierce, you mentioned earlier, looks good at RB for Texas, but uh, that that's it, really. Yeah, and I have no issue starting Herbert. It was just that game, it was incredibly – disappointing how flat the Chargers were on both sides of the ball. And they just had no fight in them. Um, I just said, Lawrence played through a lot of pain. You couldn't tell he was even dinged up at all. But who's he going to throw the ball to? Because no one's really stepped up and took Keenan Allen's place. And uh, Eckler wasn't doing much running the ball either. And, you know, I just, I don't know. The Chargers went from being this potentially Super Bowl contender losing to Kansas City and now losing bad to Jacksonville. And I think within that locker room, they're starting to go, what what are we? Who are we? Did you hear that noise? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because something on my desk just fell over. I'm gonna leave it there. I mean it's like I have no idea what it is. But something just <laughs> if you saw me jump, that was it. Anyway. Um, let's get back into it. <laughs> Titans, Colts, finally getting Robert Woods involved. Nine targets, some good, along with the regular guys you would start here, and that includes Tannehill. Uh, Colts, you got to love Matt Ryan and Michael Pittman, who had eight catches on nine targets last week. He is still solid. He came back off that injury, and he's, he's raring and ready to go. I consider him in my top five NFL wide receivers this year. Maybe it's whoever plays quarterback for the Colts. Maybe that's the problem. Because Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, no one's really gotten on track yet. And uh, and that's why, fantasy-wise, I kind of run from everybody in this game except for Michael Pittman. Um, nobody on either team, to me, has kind of, I don't know, taken that, that you know, think of someone like John, Jonathan Taylor, who you would have thought, to me anyway, would have had at least, you know, one or two 150-yard games so far. Hadn't happened. And that's, that's the better part of their team is their run yeah. block and offensive line. So uh, I, this would be a hard time for me to start someone if I wasn't already starting them on either team. 
Bears Giants, like you mentioned, Khalil Herbert is back. I like him. Uh, start him along with Darnell Moody, who had a good game. Uh, Giants, I, like I said earlier, Tony might be a good pickup here. And I think uh, that might be the guy you really want to focus on if you're looking for a wide receiver in, in any kind of league. Uh, I, I, I think there's a good chance for him to have a, uh, a good game here. But, you know, it could be wrong. But I, I would go for him. Well, I think the Bears couldn't be drawing the Giants at a better time because there's nobody on the Giants I would play. Um, and I agree with you, though, uh, 100% on Khalil Herbert. Uh, I don't agree with you on Darnell Mooney because what he's turned into now is just another excellent downfield blocking receiver that the Bears have. Uh, Justin Fields can't throw his way out of a paper bag right now. And that's sad to say. But he, his best asset is running the ball and getting outside on, on naked bootlegs. Uh, and even then, he tends to sometimes fall away from the throw and miss open guys. Um, so anyway, I, I just I, it, it's tough for me to bank on anybody with the Bears unless they're running the football. Jaguars, Eagles, Lawrence, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. I think they're all solid here, as is James Robertson. Robinson went over 100 yards last week. Eagles on a roll. Hertz, Smith, A.J. Brown, they're all good to go. Miles Sanders, possible flex in deeper leagues. I agree with you uh, on everything you said, but I do think Hertz, at the end of the day, is going to have better fantasy numbers uh, than Trevor Lawrence. He's just he's too versatile. He's all, He kind of reminds me of Lamar Jackson, only better inside the pocket maybe not quite as dynamic running the ball but operating inside the pocket i think he's better jet steelers joe flacco came down to earth last week but he knows how to play the steelers i mean they've played him a billion times over the years so and he always gave him fits so i expect him to have a good day and maybe the guys around him will help him out with that uh that means good days if not spectacular days for receivers like garrett wilson and more as well as Brees hall Steelers, Claypool getting targeted, as is Deontay Johnson. Fryermuth didn't get a target until late in the fourth quarter last week. What's up with that? That's a travesty. I see him coming back this week. Hard not to start Najee. I would dump Trubisky. That's if you had Trubisky. Yeah, I don't have. A lot of people did um, or do. Uh, another game I'd run away from fantasy-wise is this one. And until Kenny Pickett is a starter, and uh, maybe JJ, uh, TJ Watt returns from that peck uh, tear, uh, it's going to be hard for me to 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 bank on a Steeler, um, fantasy wise. I just I think they kind of dropped into sort of the average NFL team for now. At the moment, I think so. You know, and a lot of that is all centered around those two players, Trubisky and Watt. And that's you know, and I mean they got some great players on defense. They really step it up when individually, and maybe they're coming together. But that you you take a TJ Watt out of any lineup. I don't care what lineup it is. It it's like okay, that the dynamic of that team changes. Cardinals Panthers Arizona should be solid with uh, Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray. Tough to start again for James Conner, but only as a flex against Carolina's team. Dorch and Ertz are good to go as well. Carolina's D had a solid week, so I do like them here along. I'm going to say I like McCaffrey this week. Well, I too like Murray and Brown for the Cardinals. And Ertz, I think, is really developing into a Murray favorite. Um, Zip on the Panther side of the ball, though. I just, there's offensively, they're hard to watch. And uh, and I think you said defensively they had a good game last week. Okay, that one game, I think, okay, but 
not against this Cardinals offense. Patriots Packers Rogers is a start, but I still think he's better trade bait than anything. And Romeo Dobbs uh, did get eight targets to lead all Packer receivers. I don't know where he came from. So he'll be a hot pickup on the waiver wire this week. He'll be a hot commodity. Not much else to like here for me, especially with Watkins on IR. Patriots will be without Jones. Hoyer's a good fill-in. Devontae Parker is solid if you want to take the chance, uh, as is Nelson Aguilar. You know, I, I in thinking about the Patriots, even with Mac Jones, I don't see anybody offensively that you can play. Now that Mac Jones is out, I think it's even harder. And I think with Rodgers and the Packers, I do like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's fantastic. I still think he's one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the league. And the problem is, though, who do you pair with him? Because I think the, their best receiver is Alan Lazard. I think that's going to prove to be the case over time. But now you've got uh, Dobbs that's, you know, he was the most targeted receiver last week. However, I think over time it's going to be Alan Lazard. So I, I would pair those two up if I had either one, I'd play them. And uh, I don't think the Patriots defense is going to be shutting anybody down. Broncos Raiders, Sutton and Judy, they're solid. Uh, hard not to start Williams at RB. Wilson is back to being pedestrian, I think. Mac Hollins looks good for Las Vegas. Uh, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, I both like I like all those guys this week. Well, I think you, you kind of mentioned it. Uh, really, there hasn't been a game yet this year where Russell Wilson has looked like the Russell Wilson, at least I've come to know. And he looks very unsure of what he's doing. And in, in, in so doing, no one else has really stepped up uh, or no one has become that guy he can rely on except for Cortland Sutton. Um, and so I think it's kind of brought everybody else down to earth. Mac Hollins, though, for the Raiders, is such an impressive guy. I mean, he's, he's kind of a hybrid receiver slash tight end type. And I think because of that, you know, he's taken kind of the, the bulk of the go-to throws, and that's above Devontae Adams. But I think that Matt Collins can keep that going, though. I think so, too. I really was impressed with him this last week, especially in the key situations like uh, coming down toward the end there. Chiefs Buccaneers, Kelsey, Smith-Schuster, Valdez-Scanlon. Do the Chiefs have a, uh, a, a, a hold on anybody that's got two names for their last name? Uh, Smith-Schuster, Valdez-Scanlon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the, the next they're going to get St. Brown, uh, both St. Browns maybe. Anyway, those three guys all solid while on the Bucks. Gage and Brady are decent. Fournette, I, I like Fournette only because of the volume. He's going to get volume, and if you get volume, you're going to get some points, and you may get a breakaway, and you may even get a touchdown, and that puts you over for the day. I think this is going to be a great game, just like the Buccaneers were last week against Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Green Bay Packers. As good of an offense as the Chiefs are, the Bucs are that good defensively. Uh, if they had any kind of depth uh, offensively, the, the Buccaneers I'm talking about, they could really be a legit offense as well. But I think it's really going to be hard uh, and challenging in a good way for um, uh, Patrick Mahomes to keep progressing in the way that he's been up until now, which is now that Tyreek Hill is not no longer there, it, it's become more apparent to me anyway that uh, uh, Mahomes is starting to kind of get through the progression to other people, which unfortunately for fantasy owners means that other than Kelsey, there really isn't someone you can bank on. But I think it's going to be a great game. It could be low scoring, maybe not the greatest fantasy game in the world, but I do think the Chiefs will come out on top. You know, a couple of years, last couple of years for the for the Buccaneers, you know, we've always been talking about this three-headed running back thing. You know, you had Ronald Jones, who's no longer there. 
Uh, Fournette finally has cemented his role there. And the guy that's been left out in the cold was a high draft pick at running back, Keyshawn Vaughn. I, I guess he's had one carry this year and it doesn't look like he's going to get any anytime soon. I think with him, they got to get rid of this guy, move him on, let somebody else uh, take him on. And I don't know whether it's him or whether the skill isn't where it's supposed to be. I don't know what it is, but Keyshawn Vaughn needs to move on and uh, move someplace else because he's not going to play there. If you have him, I, I would just, I'd cut him. Uh, Rams, 49ers, Cup, of course, go along with uh, Akers and Robinson, who's getting more involved, so I like him here. On the Niners side, Debo, Alec, Jeff Wilson, Kittle, and Kittle only if he's healthy, and that's been a question mark lately. And I think the guy for the Rams, uh, and I can't remember his first name's Ben, he's a receiver, he's a, another tight end type of guy, but he plays receiver. He's like 6'4", 220, 225. They'll put him at fullback sometimes. Skoranek, I think, is his last name. Yeah. Um, and He's a versatile weapon. Uh, he didn't score any touchdowns last week, but he was their leading receiver. And I think he's, you know, they'll put him at fullback. They'll slip him out in the flat on naked bootlegs. And uh, I just think they're they're looking for ways like Cooper Cup to add him as a dimension not a lot of teams have. I just wish they'd get more guys like Cooper Cup instead of guys like Skoranek and all, you know, a lot, you know, used to be a broadcaster's nightmare. When I was first coming up as a play-by-play guy, I never wanted to do hockey because all the hockey guys had 14 syllables in their names. Sure, you have to and, kind of phonetically. Yeah, and, and there was only one vowel among all of this. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Another edition of Kramer and Brill. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel, my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer. I'm Bob Brill. We'll see you next time.